Hi, this is WGNO Sports Director Ed Daniels, and welcome to our weekly podcast of the WGNO Sports Zone, where we discuss and opine and report on all things local sports. In the WGNO Sports Zone, the Saints wrap up the preseason. Now it is on to the good stuff, the games that count. And the Saints starting quarterback said he can't wait. Uh, I'm an optimistic guy. Uh, I love challenges. I just love winning way more. After a nine-win season, will New Orleans return to double-digit victories? It's going to be a beautiful thing if everything works out the way I want it to. It's almost game week in Tigertown. We talk Tigers and Knowles. If he's healthy, he could run away from defenders and into the two-lane record books. Richie Mills reports Uptown. And... We thought the Jesuit Blue Jays might be rebuilding. Well, guess again. We are all prepped and ready for another edition of the WGNO Sports Zone. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the WGNO Sports Zone. The Saints 2022 preseason is now in the books, and it is time to move on to the first season since 2012 without Sean Payton as the club's head coach. It will be interesting hopefully far better than 2012, when the Saints limped home with seven wins in the wake of Bounty Gate. There hasn't been much discussion of Peyton this summer, perhaps because the club promoted his most respected aide, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen, to Peyton's old job. This summer we have heard from many in the building how different the building is with Peyton not around. He had a way of keeping everyone on edge. That was his management style. And you know what? It worked. Peyton, like him or not, was a winner. Last year, in the wake of all kinds of issues, Sean Payton crafted a winning season. He could be quite difficult, but he was also very good at his job. It will be curious to see how much the Saints miss him. So in the year after Sean Payton, with a starting quarterback coming off a major knee injury, optimism flows in Saints land. Jameis Winston didn't play in the Saints' first two preseason games. He suffered a sprained foot in practice. But Winston said the injury isn't serious, and he's ready to build on last year's small but very good sample. Last year, even though it was, you know, it was an improvement, uh, I can't wait to step back on the field and compete some more. Winston said he got to know Michael Thomas better in the offseason. It was an opportunity he could take now that he is the club's entrenched starting quarterback. We didn't know uh, who, was, who the quarterback was going to be, you know, so it was kind of like we were split in between, you know, and the year before that, you know, it was Drew's show, you know, so I really wasn't going to be flying out to L.A. to run routes with Mike, <laughs> you know, that went, that went a little right to, to Drew. So, uh, you know, uh, I think we, we're slowly but surely, man, we getting together and we're going to have a, a beautiful connection. But the Saints' bell cow again figures to be the defense. The Saints' defensive line could be deep and dominant. It's going to be a beautiful thing if everything works out the way I want it to. Head coach Dennis Allen will again call the defense, and he appears to have buy-in from the entire club. But you never know until the first crisis arrives, and crises are common and plentiful in an NFL regular season. We have trust there. I know him. He knows me. He knows the defense. We know, you know, the defense knows him well. Offense knows him and is getting to know him better. Um, I think that we're going to handle any adverse situations uh, with extreme positivity and the manner in which we need to to get the job done. It can't be, since you put it out there, it can't be worse than going through, what is it, 58 starters last year? So 
as long as we've got our best 11 versus, you know, our best 11s on offense and our best 11 on defense, I'll take that versus anybody. And don't don't let me mention the special teams. I'll take my best 11 on special teams versus any, anybody in the league. And the total in Vegas on the Saints is eight and a half wins. You can bet the over or the under. So we ask, Saints win total in 2022 is Aaron Nestle. What do you think, sir? Well, I'm going to say 10 games. And listen, I think it could be more, especially if this Saints team is as good on the field as they look on paper. And I can tell you right now, both myself and the entire city hopes Cam gets what Cam wants. All right, Richie Mills. Well, barring any injuries, if everyone stays healthy, in a perfect world, I realistically think 11 wins is possible. They do hit a tough stretch late in October that includes the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the Raiders. I think you can win two of those three. I think they drop one to the Bucks, And then late in the season, the Philadelphia Eagles always give them problems. I have them dropping that game, and I have them losing to the Rams and to the Browns, unfortunately. But... I think that's when Deshaun Watson hits a stride. But really, 11 games, I think, is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys have 10 and 11. If that's the case, then, you know, if you have 11, then you probably win the division. We'll see how that all plays out. But in the meantime, um, I'm going to stick with the Saints at 9. Don't know why. I just don't think it's going to be that easy. Uh, their roster has some question marks. And to me, the biggest question mark is the quarterback. If the quarterback plays very well, then this team has a chance to get to the numbers that you guys were talking about me I'll just remain a little bit skeptical we'll see what happens the Saints play their only preseason home game Friday night against the Los Angeles Chargers a chance for Will Lutz to kick in the dome again after missing all of 2021 after core muscle surgery I feel like I've had my best camp here in seven years and um, I'm confident with the way I'm kicking you know I don't put any more pressure on myself from kick to kick um i've i live for those moments that's why i do what i do um and that's why we signed up to be kickers to, to have that pressure on us and whenever that comes i'll be i'll be ready last season the saints employed five kickers however they weren't bad they were a combined 25 of 30 in field goal attempts guests of the wgno sports zone eat at that Samore's pizzeria west Metairie and clearview now open for lunch Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. Seafood, salads, pasta, and the best pizza in town. Try the deep dish Chicago style. That's Amore's Pizzeria. The food terrific customers truly are treated like family. Will it be a two-lane turnaround in 2022? Head coach Willie Fritz retooled his offensive staff and has his biggest weapon healthy, and that could be the biggest plus for the green wave. Junior running back Ty J. Spears led the wave in rushing last season and looks to help lead the offense to better production in 2022. But first, he needs to get his body right for the long road ahead. In the weeks leading into their fall season, Tulane running back Ty J. Spears has been on a pitch count after a setback months ago. I ain't go live since like Memphis because I heard my hamstring and I, uh in the spring, so I ain't go live since Memphis. And like the plan was to go out there and limit the reps, and I was like just telling my coach, I was like, you know, I need to get more, you know, to knock some rest off, so I won't be so uh, when September third hit, it won't be all a surprise. In that game against Memphis, Spears ran for a career high 264 yards and two touchdowns. 
he finished the 2021 season with his largest output as a member of the Green Wave, with over 860 yards rushing, nine touchdowns in 12 games. It was a bounce-back year for Tajay Spears, who played just three games in 2020 before suffering a season-ending injury. I've been telling like everybody that I work with, so I put up fall camp practice nine from last year, and I was I still had a bad, bad limp, and I was like just reflecting on where I was like now. And then I was like, man, it's, it's a blessing. So, you know, I try to be, I try not to be so anxious. I try to take one day at a time because, like I said, it's, it's a daily grind. And, you know, when you're so anxious, you, you might miss something. You don't want to miss nothing. You want, you want everything to have its value during the, whole, during the whole journey. A journey that has seen its ups and downs, but right now is full speed ahead for Ty J. Spears, who, when healthy, is without a doubt the top back on Tulane's roster. And, of course, Tulane opens the season Saturday, September 3rd at home against UMass. So, will the Wave go bowling again? Didn't do it last year, but they did it for several years in a row. Gentlemen, what do you think? We'll start with Aaron. You know, I think they do, but let's keep it in perspective. With the number of bowl games across the country, you can pretty much have a losing record and still go bowling. Um, But that said, listen, I think the key to Tulane's success is simple. They have three home games out of their first four. And uh, I believe they have to to win those three to have bowl hopes later in the season. Mm -hmm. And, of course, one of those, Aaron, neglected to say against the (laughs) University of Southern Mississippi. Yeah, it doesn't look good for Tulane, actually, then. I I changed my mind. Richie? Well, I guess this ties into the Southern Miss game because that's the last game before their conference opener against Houston. And I believe they could realistically be undefeated going into that game. I think all their losses could come in conference. Those last two, SMU and Cincinnati, those are going to be very difficult to win. I realistically believe, and I'm going to say it again, that eight wins is an attainable goal. Is it going to happen? We do not know. There is a long season ahead. I did say on a radio call, I I guess I have figured out the problem here and what could be, what can make or break their season. I think it's going to be the offensive line because that's going to start everything that has to do with their run game. It's going to keep their passing game alive. And I think it's going to keep their defense, Tulane's defense off the field if they can be productive. If not, we've seen what that collapse looks like in a two-win season. So again, I think they do go bowling. I think they could win eight games. Mm-hmm. And you know, Rich, one of the things you said, you think that Tulane can beat Kansas State, and I agree with you. You know what? I watched Kansas State in the bowl game against LSU last year. They didn't overly impress me. So the two things I like about Tulane, they have a quarterback returning who is a good player. Statistically, Michael Pratt wasn't bad last year, even though he got the Hades beat out of him. And I think their defensive line is going to be pretty good. And I think when you have a good quarterback and a defensive line, frankly, it's hard to be bad. And I don't think they will be. Meantime, LSU has to name a starting quarterback as part of game week in Tigertown. More than nine months after Brian Kelly was named the head coach of the Tigers, the Tigers take on Florida State in the Superdome live on WGNO and ABC next Sunday night, September 4th. So will LSU be the surprise team in the Southeastern Conference. Gentlemen, I think they have a chance. Aaron? Well, I don't know. Until they 
solidify a quarterback at the, at the moment. I don't see him as a surprise lock. You know, listen, I'm not sold on Jane Daniels. I love Garrett Nussmeyer. I'm still kind of in shock that uh, Miles Brennan left the school. But listen, um, I think they have to really settle in at the quarterback position before we can consider them a major threat in the SEC West. Okay. Richie? Well, I think of the last time, you know, they had a, a high, big-name transfer quarterback come into campus, and then they opened the season with a high-profile ACC opponent. That was 2018. They won 10 games that year. I think they're going to catch a lot of people off guard. If you look across their roster, they are uber-talented. Jaden Daniels, in my opinion, is the starter. You do not get that prolific of a transfer to commit to your university and not play him. He has proven production three-year starter at Arizona State, and I think right now he gives you the best chance to win. Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be a great player down the road, but I think Jaden Daniels is what you need right now, and I think history has taught us that these big-time transfers that you get at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. they can pay off. I'm with you, Rich. I think both of their quarterbacks are pretty good. I think they have a chance to be really good, to be honest with you. Daniels and Nussmeyer, and of course we got Walker Howard sitting in reserve as a true freshman. Here's the thing about LSU, too. I think 2022 will be a lot like Nick Saban's first year, 2000. However, LSU has taken advantage of the transfer portal to restock its roster. And that's something that Saban didn't have in 2000, although he inherited an underachieving team that had no business the year before winning three games. I think LSU will be a big surprise in the Southeastern Conference. Meantime, Louisiana Lafayette has a new starting quarterback. We'll get to him in a minute, but we're going to shamelessly promote the LSU game one more time. LSU Florida State, September 4th, WGNO and ABC Live at 6.30, and Sports Zone before and after the game. Aaron Rich will be at the ball game. Coach JT and I will be here in the studio. Now, as we said earlier, Louisiana Lafayette has a new starting quarterback. He is a familiar name. Chandler Fields, who has thrown 22 passes in three seasons, gets the reins for the Cajuns. He's thrown 22 pass attempts for the Raging Cajuns, but could eclipse that in the first half of his first college start. Chandler Fields said he could have left Louisiana Lafayette, but didn't truly consider it. Being patient was definitely a new thing for me, but... Throughout the process, it was just trusting in God and trusting in my family and making the right decision, and I was to stay here, and I never really had a decision to make, but I think staying here is the greatest thing I've ever done. Fields burst onto the scene as a freshman at Holy Cross, throwing an overtime TD pass in 2015 to beat arch-rival Jesuit. He later transferred to Rummel, and after a long wait, he said he's ready to win for his team and his community. Just a sense of responsibility and doing my job for the team and for coach and for this community. Cajuns host Southeastern Saturday, September 3rd at Cajun Field. More on the WGNO Sports Zone after this. In Ryan Manali's first year as head coach of the Jesuit football program, he took the Jays to the state championship. But Jesuit lost that game by just four points. So what's in store for year two? Well, we got a glimpse during the Jays' jamboree against Hanville Thursday night. 
For head coach Ryan Manali in the Jesuit football program, the dog days of summer have been taxing. But the road to 2022 began on the bus ride home from Yuleman Stadium after the Blue Jays came up short in last year's Division I state title game against Catholic. Well, I remember it in my mind. I never did watch it. I'll watch it if we have to play them guys again. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of starts on that, the bus, as hard as it is, it's almost like my brain, that, that, that night, you know, you already start looking at depth chart for next year and where you're at. You know, it's Jesuit High School, high academic. We don't have the transfer portal open. So what we have in the school building is what we're going to develop. One of the Blue Jays' latest developments has to fill some mighty big shoes following the graduation of Jack LaRivier. But at six foot five, 207 pounds, junior quarterback Bo Perez already has a foot set in the right direction. You know, I got to watch Jack over the past few years, you know, see what, how he did it so I can do the same way he did it and maybe a little better and, you know, just fill in my shoes, do what I can. He needs to understand that he is, he's almost like an extension of me out there coaching. And um, there, there's traits that we have in our program that we believe in, and I think he, he believes in that, you know, and he's capable of doing things. He has a big arm. He, uh, there, there's things that he can do as long as he keeps developing. And Jesuit opens the season against Slidell Thursday night. All right, so let me ask you guys. I told Ryan Manali on, on the phone, I texted him last night on Thursday night and said, you sandbag me. You're better than you thought you were or we thought you were. And your thoughts, Aaron? Well, listen, they did look good on both sides of the ball. I did. They were four for four in the red zone, I believe. And I went back and looked at the highlights this afternoon, and i got to be honest with you, I think I saw one pass play uh, the entire two-quarter scrimmage. But uh, what I did see was a 46-yarder uh, from Bo Perez. He's got the arm strength. He's got the size. And, you know, Richie, that's some, an area they're going to have to be good enough to win games in the Catholic League, right? Right. But does he have the moxie? That's what I want to know because in the Catholic League, it's those quarterbacks like Jack LaRivier, like Garrett Mamahat, and like A.J. Samuel who we're about to find out about this fall that allows you to win that league. And I think the teams with the returning quarterbacks that have experience like the Clayton Leonardo's and Brother Martin and Samuel over a car give those teams an advantage. So, yeah, the, the tangibles are there, but show me the moxie. And, and just for your information, folks, Richie will be covering LSU track and field. <laughs> in Baton Rouge during the, uh, the spring. So stay tuned for that. That's javelins. Good. Just the javelins. Just the javelins. <laughs> Back in a minute. Time now for the final rant. Let's turn it over to Aaron Shane Lee. You know, I am so glad preseason is done and dusted. I hate preseason games so much. I'm ready to see the first team squads, especially of the Saints, get out there and get tested. Like I said, we know how good they are on paper. Let's see how good they are on the field. I hate preseason so much, I don't even enjoy watching my Dallas Cowboys play. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't really enjoy watching the Cowboys play ever. I set you up. Like Like I said, an organization that is never overhyped and is always overachieving. And I say that with tongue-in-cheek. Richie Mills? And with the most expensive trash can in uh, the United States. But I was listening to a radio show uh, this morning on my way in, and someone was saying, do they expect the Saints to have a great year? And the the, the host said no. He said he doesn't trust Jameis Winston, he doesn't trust uh, Dennis Allen, and he believes the Saints won't make the playoffs. 
But when we're on the sidelines of training camp and everything, I'm looking around, I don't see this individual there. I haven't seen them at any function, which leads me to believe if you're not around any situation, I don't think you have the right to comment on it. And by commenting on it, I think you lose any and all credibility. It's not just like that with the Saints. It's like that with LSU, with Tulane, and especially mm-hmm. with Arch Manning. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right on, Rich, because, look, I can, I can think of one, one thing that sticks out to me is that all the chatter about the Pelicans moving, it happens every year. But what these people don't understand is, is they have a long-term lease, Gail Benson is the owner. She's not selling it. And they're getting ready to extend the lease. So every time these stories pop up about a New Orleans relocation, I have to laugh because those people, frankly, do not know anything about the situation. Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl is coming up. And it will be each and every week after Zone. NOLA 38 at 11 and WGNO at midnight. And our thanks to the All-State Sugar Bowl for their sponsorship and all our sponsors as well. And of course, the All-State Louisiana kickoff right here at 6.30, September 4th, Florida State and the LSU Tigers. Thank you for being with us. Have a great weekend.